The views expressed in this podcast are not representative of T13 Media. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only and should not be used in lieu of professional advice or guidance. In this episode, I wanted to talk about death because we're all going to die. I'm going to take the time to read a poem to you that I thought would definitely help us unpack and kick it off. And then I'm just going to share with you some stories that I thought was worth mentioning. So I hope you have your fork and your knife ready because this plate's a little heavy. Because lunch is served. What's up, guys? And welcome back to another Lunch Lady Mantra podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. So like I've said in this episode, I'm just going to kind of talk about death, you know, like we're all going to die and it's worth talking about. It's worth mentioning. And um, I have just been in many experiences lately where someone that I know has lost someone or someone just going through, um, you know, a troubling time with death that has happened in their life with someone that they've loved, you know, years ago and they're still struggling any, anyways, there's been many different reasons um, or many different things that have happened recently that I feel the need that it's worth like talking about. But before I really jump into kind of this talk, I wanted to start us off with this poem that I've read. And um, I'm not like super religious. I am a little spiritual, but I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm like super religious, but just take it for what it is as I'm reading this to you. And, um, you know, maybe we can reflect because I'm not too sure if you've lost someone, a close one or, you know, and pets even count, you know, honestly, when you lose a pet, it's just as, as heartbreaking, you know, and like world shattering. But a lot of the times I think too, as you get older and you lose someone very close to you, you are working and you're living your life. So you don't really have the time to kind of just stop. The world keeps moving. Um, and whether you grieve and however you grieve and whatever grievance means perfectly fine to you, um, I know that sometimes it's hard for us to kind of just stop. We have to keep on going. Um, but like I said, I wanted to read this poem and then I'll kind of just jump into it too. But, um, this poem is called when tomorrow starts without me. So when tomorrow starts without me and I'm not there to see if the sun should rise and find your eyes all filled with tears for me. I wish so much you wouldn't cry the way you did today while thinking of the many things we didn't get to say. I know how much you love me as much as I love you. And each time that you think of me, I know you'll miss me too. But when tomorrow starts without me, please try to understand that an angel came and called my name and took me by my hand. And said my place was ready in heaven far above. And that I'd have to leave behind all the things that I dearly love. But as I turned to walk away, a tear fell from my eye. For all my life, I'd always thought I didn't want to die. I had so much to live for and so much yet to do. It seemed almost impossible that I was leaving you. I thought all of the yesterdays, the good ones and the bad... I thought of all the love we shared and all the fun that we had. If I could relive yesterday, just even for a while, I'd say goodbye and kiss you and maybe see you smile. But then I fully realized that could never be, for emptiness and memories would take the place of me. And when I thought of worldly things, 
I might miss come tomorrow. I thought of you, and when I did, my heart was filled with sorrow. But when I walked through heaven's gates, I felt so much at home. But when God looked down and smiled at me from his great golden throne, he said, this is eternity and all I've promised you. Today your life on earth is past, and here it starts anew. I promise no tomorrow, but today will always last. And since each day is the same, there's nothing longing for the past. But you have been so faithful, so trusting, and so true. Though there were some things you did you know you shouldn't do, but you have been forgiven, and now at last you're free. So you won't take my hand now and share my life with me. So when tomorrow starts without me, don't think we're far apart. For every time you think of me, I'm right here in your heart. And that was written by Erica Shea Lou Pater. I hope I said her name right. You guys know I'm always like butchering names. Um, and I came across that the other day. And it was really interesting because I just randomly scrolled across this poem. Um, and recently, my coworker's mom is unfortunately passing away. And I've had to kind of take her place in the school that I'm working in, kind of close the school, along with another coworker of mine. And we've been working really hard to, you know, kind of take the role of um, our coworker who's dealing with the uh, death of her mom. And um, the other day, I was, uh, you know, watching a student right before her parent, her parent came to pick her up at the end of the day. And when, when her mom came, she had tears in her eyes. And, you know, I'm asking her, like, what's wrong? And she told me that her mother was passing away. So... It was just like very moving in that moment. And I was talking to her in the hallway because, as some of you know, my father um, passed away about two years ago from pancreatic cancer. Um, he found out in like November and then, you know, he passed in April. And um, as pancreatic cancer is actually something that's um, known to kind of just like happen fast, especially if you don't catch it quickly, um, it's known to really kind of you know, get you quickly. So I definitely understand what it means to lose a loved one that was very close to you and the whole grievance of that and, you know, how one moves. So that's kind of why I've been resonating with these individuals. And then today at work, you know, um, I'm working. So my second job, my, my day job, my main job is AmeriCorps working in schools, but I got a second job, you know, working tables um, at this little cute little restaurant. And I'm working and my boss is kind of like looking a little off and I'm asking her what's wrong. And then she mentions that um, her good friend, her best friend's mother has passed away from her, you know, her best friend of childhood. So, you know, and I've heard the statement that death comes in threes and these, I guess, aren't deaths directly in my life, but they are definitely three different deaths that I have heard of that I have felt, you know, um, and seeing people moved and upset about them. So I felt like it was actually worth talking about and kind of just acknowledging and, you know, taking a moment to kind of unpack with you. And I'm not too sure, again, if you've gone through a situation where you have lost a loved one, but it's worth mentioning that, like, you're definitely not alone. And it's definitely something that's not easy. And it takes different ways and scenarios and tools and, you know, different coping methods on how we all decide to grieve and we all choose to grieve differently but I think sometimes it's worth just having the conversation, you know, and like I said, my dad passed away when it was just a crazy time in my life. Me and my dad weren't super close. Um, he was an alcoholic, so it was definitely very hard for me and him to have a really close connection. Um, and he wasn't a big fan of me being queer. 
I grew up in a super traditional religious Jamaican household. So uh, being a queer black kid of a, a man who's heavily involved in a church was not cool, right? Um, and I think my parents knew from a very young age that I was going to be gay. So I think it was even harder on me growing up which was, like, not, you know, great. So me and my dad didn't have the most loving connection. But when he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer that November, it was kind of like you're going to put everything aside that you have beef with your father for and kind of just, like, be there for him in his, like, time of need, you know. And that was kind of, like, what I did. I know that that's not something that everyone would do. Um, but I knew that as his oldest son, his firstborn, and I do have a lot of beautiful memories with my father. And especially when I lived in California when I was born, like, you know, in my childhood, I had an amazing childhood. So I can't just let like the last couple of years of our relationship determine like the true essence of like what our relationship was as father and son and like the true love and bond that we had. So, you know, when he was diagnosed, I was definitely by his side. But it also, you know, it's something that's very hard to deal with. And I was in my last year of college trying to like graduate. Right. Um, You know, my dad is like kind of on his deathbed. But he was very sick, and I know that anyone who had to deal with anybody in their family or a relative or a friend who has had cancer, um, it can be very brutal to just be a part of a situation, and it's very bad for anyone who is involved, you know, and it's very heavy. And, you know, I'm sorry that this is such a heavy topic, but again, I think it's worth, like, unpacking. It's healthy for me to talk about it, and it's worth, you know encouraging you all to have this conversation with someone else in your circle or you know maybe just write it down on paper and get these feelings out that way you know you know that you're not the only one struggling with this and it's like a easy a little bit easier for you to breathe when these things come up and I remember a couple years ago I was working at Buff State and one of my bosses was just crying in her office and I asked like what's going on and she said you know when you lose someone very close to you this comes in waves and it's never going to stop. And I didn't understand what she meant at that moment, but now I definitely do, you know, and it's okay. It doesn't mean you're any less of a person. It doesn't mean that you're any less stronger. It just means that you're human and, you know, we're living this life where we are souls in these vessels, these things that we call bodies. Um, So we're very attached to this physical realm and this physical earth and these physical bodies. So it definitely makes sense that when we lose something that's very close to us, we're going to feel you know, like our world is ending. And that makes so much sense. I just want to like specifically shout out to the three people that I mentioned to you. um, Because I know that it's very hard when you're going through something like this, and you're losing someone very close to you, you've lost someone very close to you. But you have to understand too that like you make sure you're taking those mental health days and make sure you're like definitely taking care of yourself and giving to yourself in every way possible. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, it's not going to work. Like, you're not going to get far, and it's not going to be a healthy ride for you. I mean, I mean, like, when my dad passed away, you guys, I was, like I said, I was in my last year of college. I was trying to, like, crank out papers and essays and whatever, and I was, like, working almost full-time, too. So my life was hectic, and I remember everyone telling me that I should go see a counselor while I was going through all this and I'm so busy and I'm trying to say like no I got it I'm okay I don't need a counselor and then one day at school I was just like not okay so I went to the end it's not funny I don't mean to laugh I don't want to make it sound like this is a laughing matter I'm just like laughing at myself because I know that I tried to play it off for a really long time that I was like okay but I wasn't okay and um I'm just looking back I almost had a breakdown in the cafeteria but I went to the the, uh, the health building, 
to go talk to a counselor. Unfortunately, at that moment, a counselor wasn't available. But I did ask the front desk if I could just, like, cry <laughs> in, like, their, their hallway, like, their waiting room. I was like, can I just, like, sit here and, like, cry for, like, the next, like, 10 minutes? Like, I will be okay. I just need, like, a really good cry. Okay? So, you know, sometimes you just have to, like, get it out. Right. And it's okay. Crying, I think, is healthy. I think we should teach everyone to be more sensitive and like really understand their emotions. And emotional intelligence is very important, especially as you get older and start trying to date people. Um, Emotional intelligence is very important, I think, to have and just something to deal with. And it's also worth, you know, stating that, like, unfortunately, but fortunately, we're all going to die. You know, it's something that is inevitable. And maybe you shouldn't think about death all the time. I honestly, I know it's like kind of creepy, but I think about like death quite frequent, you know, frequently, especially because I just want to do so much in the world and I want to have such an impact, a huge impact in so many different avenues of this world and this life that I live. So I feel so connected and grounded that I'm not ready to leave yet, you know, and I just think about all the cruel things that are happening to beautiful, amazing people out there. And I'm just always a little worried, you know, maybe when I'm that person, but I don't live my life in worry. You know, I don't make any decisions based off worry. Essentially, well, not that kind of worry if I'm going to die or not, unless it's like jumping off a cliff, you know, different things anyways. But I think, again, it's just, like I said, worth having this like conversation that like, you know, life definitely comes to an end. So we have to just like understand that it's going to affect us. However it affect us, affects us. And we need to make sure that we're going to take care of ourselves, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whatever means right for us. Um, and I'm trying to tell myself that even like outside of deaths, you know, even just with like relationships and the ups and downs and turmoils of life, you know, I'm just trying to t- tell myself to like, make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you need to take a mental health day, like definitely take that mental health day. And, you know, just make sure you're checking in with yourself and doing check-ins. But yeah, so like I said, I just want to highlight something that I read in the poem that I want to go back to. Again, written by Erica Shea Lupater. Um, So there were a good few things. Like I said, I'm not super religious. Um, Granted, I work in like a Catholic school and I talk about spirituality and use the word God. Uh, I believe in like a higher power in general. And I think that, like, there is this huge spiritual being, this thing that runs through all of us. I don't know what the name of it is. I like to just say, like, this universe. So whatever you want to call it. But, um, and it's like the very last line. For every time you think of me, I am right here in your heart. So I also just want to remind you all that that line is true and blue. And you will always have that person, that pet you know, that memory in your heart, you'll always have that and no one can take that from you, you know, and no one can ever tell you differently. And like I said, I, again, wasn't really super close with my father right before he was diagnosed, but right when he was diagnosed, I was also like in my head and I know people do this, you know, you're just like, wow, all those times that I argued with my dad and I didn't answer his phone call, I'm just a terrible person. I was just beating myself up. Like, don't do that, you know? Do not do that to yourself. No, like that's not your fault. You did not know. And even if you did know, like that does not take away from what was actually happening and what you were going through and the actual relationship that did exist. So I have talked to other kids and other people my age who have lost a parent young. And, you know, we've all had similar like things to say about it. But 
I just want to let you know, like, it's not your fault. Don't ever, like, sit there and tell yourself that, like, you had any part to play. Just, like, take it for what it is and move forward in a way that means healthy for you. Um, so, again, I pushed everything that I had to the side for my dad and just kind of stood there by his side. Um, and it was rough. It was definitely, like, a very rough situation to experience. But I'm definitely here to tell you that I made it through and I am still flourishing in my life. I think about my dad all the time, obviously, and I think about all the good memories and I just appreciate them for what they were and, you know, what we had and how I got to the chance to actually like say goodbye to my father, um, which not a lot of people have, you know, some people don't get the chance to say goodbye to their loved ones. And I'm very humbled and grateful for that. So I also am just very, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just very grateful for everything. And I think of death in a, in a lighter note because I know that it could bring such beauty and it takes a time. It takes a while, honestly, for you to really be able to see that. But sometimes loved ones are hurting too, um, like my father was. So it's not a bad thing that he passed essentially because if he didn't, he would be living in a lot of pain and agony, which was not a great thing. And unfortunately, sometimes really bad, like really bad things happen to good people too. Um, and you know, I don't have the perfect words for that, but I'm just letting you know that you're not alone. Um, and like I told everyone recently that I've encountered, that's been going through some things like I am here to talk. If you ever want to talk, like just honestly, like inbox me on Instagram at Wander Jossie, W-A-N-D-E-R-G-Y-A-S-I. Like you can hit me up like a hotline. Like I'm there to talk. I, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they don't have an outlet or anyone to talk to. Cause um, that's a really terrible feeling when you really feel like you're, you're alone. And I know that like, maybe you don't want to cross boundaries. Maybe there's certain things that you don't feel comfortable with sharing. That's cool. But hit me up anyways. I have a ton of resources that I can give you to send you in directions to talk to people that you may really need to talk to. Um, and if I don't have the direct answer for you, I promise I will help you find it. So that's just kind of my lunch this week. Um, I know it was kind of heavy, guys. I'm sorry. It's a lot of a lot of heaviness on your plate. Um, but it's healthy. You know, I think it's healthy talking about death and acknowledging that it, it's going to happen to all of us inevitably, no matter what. Um, and it's going to come in how we deal and grieve with what's going on in our lives today and how we're dealing with death is worth talking about. And I just want to let you all know that you're not alone and you are, you have a friend in me, you know, if you need to talk about it. And I just hope that we're all trying to like push through these things in a, in a healthy way because we are here still, you know, you're here still. And I want you to live as long as prosperous as you can. So I want to make sure that you're also like trying to be healthy so I felt the need to share that with you guys this week. So, again, that was my lunch this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Check me out next week. Bye.